0: All of this right now. I'm gonna have a cigarette. I'm gonna calm down. I love both of you, and I think that you are amazing, Pearl.
1: But you girl, had one brief moment. That. You don't have to justify what you said. What you said is what you said, and if she have a problem with it, she just have a problem with it. Bitch, I'ma slap Ginger. Bitch, what the? Fuck? You don't have to prove nothing to her. You don't have to explain nothing to that bitch. If she don't believe it, then she don't believe it. What She's I a said grown was exactly ass man. How I She's a grown ass man, and if she cannot accept else is fair. that's an opinion. That is a f- opinion. Everybody have an opinion. You
0: either take it or you don't. They've been criticizing all of us this whole time. This whole time. And okay, well, you, you two stand here and yell at each other. I'm, I'm going to go outside and have a I'm cigarette. To think, Pearl, no, seriously, before you go, please, please They're come not here. Not it's like, fine. I love you, you and I very, told you that. And I know that. You two are very competitive people, and you're going to do whatever you have to say. Well, you know what? Maybe too are for everybody.
1: What's done is done, and we will rehash it again at the reunion. The problem is... She's still acting like there's a problem, even though she's saying because
0: there is as not. as shady as anybody thinks that I am, I'm an open book, and I will say anything kind that I feel you to want. your face. I don't have to take you home with I'm me. I'm here to
1: play the game. <laughs> uh, well, here we are with the top four and, you know, save the most drama for last. They caught yeah. this whole argument unedited, essentially, yeah. uh, and untucked, which is pretty Kennedy.
0: fabulous. Kennedy goddamn Davenport took her pants off to yell at someone. <laughs> she left the room, came back in in her underpants. And like I with her full hair, with her full right. makeup, <laughs> yes. all already on top but just, you know, um <laughs>
1: Well, she has her dress on. She does have her dress on. Well, she has a dress.
0: The the bottom has been taken off, so it just – it looks like she's doing a little, you know, strictly dancing and uh, (laughs) no shoes and storms back into the room to say, no, no, you don't have to justify. I have been
1: playing it cool all day. I have had enough. I will
0: not condone myself like this.
1: (laughs) What you said is what you said. If she don't believe it, then she don't believe it. (laughs)
0: I just – I think to me there is – there's such, like, deep, like, Shakespearean weight to when she says, they have been criticizing us the whole time. (laughs) The whole time. I just love the, like – that that we – suddenly the rage becomes, like, we have just been getting ripped into. Like, it's just – I don't know. Kennedy is – I feel like – I don't know. I I wonder – because, like, Ginger clearly has realized that she has misstepped. She's like a politician yeah. who misstepped in a debate. And now she's trying to, like, scramble to correct it. And oh. she knows <laughs> she doesn't have enough rope to tie a new knot. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> right. It's the whole untucked, essentially, yeah. after this argument. She is just trying to save face, essentially, especially with Pearl outside in the parking lot. Like, it's yeah. it's almost uncomfortable. But uh, eventually, you know, she does apologize. She's like, yep, you're right. I should have said that. I should have said that. But Kennedy, no, Kennedy is taking all of the wounds from being a pageant queen and and laying it all out. Like, no, I am unabashedly a pageant queen and I will continue to condone myself as a pageant queen. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And I'm going to say that y'all aren't ready. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. And uh, I, uh, I conduct that kind of behavior. <laughs> <laughs> I endorse it. You know, um,
1: uh, in my, my profession now is a, a professional full time condoner. So. Yeah,
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, a condoners dinner. Yeah, um, I'm a, a
1: choral condoner.
0: It, yeah. Yeah. I'm a choral condoner. I get invited to a lot of events. I invite I donate a lot of cons and um, I appreciate the recognition. And I won't be condemned for it.
1: <laughs> oh, God. So, so Marys, before we jump into this whole episode, uh, which we don't have much to say about, uh, most of what happened that's interesting, I think, spilled out un- in Untucked. Like, that's when it was all kind of going down. That's when there were a lot of missteps. There was... Uh, some A lot of discussions about old school drag versus new school drag, what it means to be a pageant queen, when pageants actually started, which I thought was so cringy. But this mm. this little moment when Kennedy just refuses to allow Ginger to leave her on the limb, because essentially that's what Ginger's doing uh is I I think is is worth the pause uh for what Colin said what you said uh just this idea of it being kind of Shakespearean like there's this grandeur to this argument with Kennedy coming back in in her underwear they're all in full Mm -hmm. drag they're screaming at each other and there's Pearl on the couch just laughing
0: yeah I mean I gotta tell you you know the first time I saw this season like I sort of my perception at this point you know kind of obviously it's so it's so fresh is like there's sort of this you know acceptance that okay viola trotsky is definitely like the best performer like the, the the best competitor in the room and you know ginger minge was this queen that i was kind of in terms of who i have left after Katya's gone is kind of like who i felt like i liked the most and i was like oh what are you doing and mm. then kennedy i just like didn't i didn't really appreciate the first go around and so I in my mind the first time I saw this season and saw this episode I was like Pearl Pearl is the is the odd duck out. Pearl's going home. Pearl's drag does not ma- measure up to these other ones no matter how I feel about them. And I have to tell you how much that has flipped. Yeah. This go around Pearl is the star in the room.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree that she's the she's the one that everybody's kind of looking at. Uh which I thought was so interesting when she had that moment on the runway with Rue and Rue's like, you know why they're looking now, right? You understand now, but, uh, cause you're a star baby, uh, a little cringy, but still very true. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is all about Pearl, not just because of what she's wearing, but because of what we're seeing her have to do in this competition that I think is not her at all. It actually isn't. Yeah. And she is yeah. bending over backwards to be something that she's, that I don't think she is.
0: Yeah. And I think it's so, and it's interesting how much we're being allowed to see of her and Violet basically saying like, I'm not going to play the game with you. I'm not going to do this with you anymore. You know, like they're, they're just kind of refusing not only to like play the game of like the pageant of drag race, but the game of the reality TV show of drag race, you know, Pearl is not going to give ginger this moment she's not gonna like fight with her she's like she's she's gonna call out what's you know what's true and what's real but then it's like okay it is what it is ginger sorry you you made it really clear i get it we don't need to keep going through this but it was ginger who kept pushing it because it was Mm. like a ginger's you know making content for tv but b it's like she in the 11th hour like she screwed the pooch she yep. and like especially like coming for pearl who you know was kind of like the guaranteed top 3 queen
1: right and and also her smoking buddy
0: and her smoking buddy like i i when she brings up on the runway like about pearl almost going home it sounds so performative and it sounds so like like, as if Ginger is doing the drag of being in, like, a pageant instead Mm -hmm. of being real. Mm -hmm. And it almost feels like, and I don't think that this is, like, a clean divide, but I feel like this season and this episode and Violet and Pearl and the way that they're approaching this competition and this Final Four and, like, these pageanty moments of saying who should go home and why and the way that Ginger and Kennedy are approaching it, it feels like, I don't know, I, I'd be so keen to kind of like watch the, the seasons that follow this for how, how the competitive energy manifests in Queens and how much the like Pearl and Violet approach is manifesting. You know what I mean? Of like, instead of being like in this cutthroat competition, we're a bunch of artists doing our best, you know?
1: Mm, right. I I think season eight is uh, was filmed before this, so it would be hard to count. and. I don't think that we would count it because Bob was very cutthroat and very honest, especially with Derek Barry. Derek Barry Mm -hmm. being very honest with Naomi. Naomi having a very young approach similar to Violet where it's like, okay, no, I'm cool. I'm going to have a a cool, easy conversation with you about it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, But then season nine, obviously, it became very hands across the world. Uh, Yes. Let's let's do this together. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like we see – much more of like what i think violet was hoping for of like loving everybody in the room and we're all just in it and wh- and whatever they decide is what they decide but you know we don't have to we can still be friends and you know some of these queens you know were able to do that like i think katya and ginger and kennedy like the old lady brigade i feel like there was no hard feelings but then when it came down to this like generational divide mm. it became like sort of like Kennedy saying like they've been criticizing us the whole time. It becomes a bigger divide. You know, it's like,
1: they feel attacked by or threatened by is what I'm getting. They feel threatened by violet and pearls type of drag. Yeah. Especially as it's being honored because they're like, wait a second, I'm a pageant queen. This is completely not even in my paradigm. You don't even look like you're ready for a competition. Like all of that, uh, What I appreciated about Violet, especially in this Untucked, is this kind of call for anarchy. Like, no, fuck the competition. No, fuck Mm -hmm. pageants. I hate it Mm -hmm. all. And then Ginger, of course, I think was just like, what are you doing in this? This is the Olympics of Drag, but this is a pageant. And Violet's like, well, yeah, but we don't have to act like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that that's really interesting. And something you might, not you, but people in general might not expect from Violet you know Mm -hmm. they might not expect Mm -hmm. that level of like depth or clarity or like you know which is crazy because like she's 21 and she has such like a a incredible vision for drag that i i love that she also has this essentially this like millennial approach of like can't we all just do this and be friendly like i i don't know that's what you and i both kind of lean into with this show so i'm I'm sort of wowed that the shadiest queen of the season is the one promoting that.
1: (laughs) Great point. You know, before we go on with this discussion, because I have so much more to say, why don't we take a little pause and tell our Marys what they're listening to.
0: Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary.
1: All right, Mary. All right, Mary.
0: Which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this BDBD TV show.
1: I'm Johnny, and I hope to God you watch the show and go, Bitch, I'm sickening.
0: And I'm Colin, and I'll come back for you, little sister, when I'm famous. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, obviously the drama is happening in Untucked, so let's start there before we kind of flesh out why maybe the episode didn't work. But Mm. I, you know, this idea of... uh, So... Okay, so back to where we were, right? So Violet is saying, you know, like, why can't we just be friends? I, Ginger had a very interesting reaction where she's like, we are still your friends, you know? And mm. it's like, no, this is just the pageant. And they kept using the pageant as this excuse, right? It's pageant culture to answer any question they throw at us. We had to answer it. It doesn't mean I hate you. You know, it's also it's also, it's also, about politicking, right? And I don't know if that's necessarily pageant answers is it pageant answers like about kind of being diplomatic and not completely insulting them not being I don't know destructive in a way I don't know I I think that there's a different way of saying you have a different form of drag that is valid right like the way that they did on the runway was just like a complete takedown it was a complete disregard for them
0: Yeah, it had nothing to do with their drag, even. It was like, well, they're too young. They have hot tempers. Like, they, like, it was crazy that it was, was it? Kennedy or Ginger saying like well Violet like has a really short temper and I'm mm-hmm. like okay well who is losing their shit and yelling at people in Untucked
1: yeah uh, I know right? I know like and who
0: <laughs> kept their cool and was actually being pretty reasonable and was it was the younger ones who were like okay all right we get it it is what it is I understand now that you're competitive got it
1: yeah and, right right and it was
0: like Violet was just laying it out like it was and then Ginger's like "No, no no that's not what I'm trying to say it's just it's like no but you are, and you would stick with that if you didn't get called out for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no, absolutely, absolutely. It's like yeah. then. I mean, and I get it. It's like Ginger has this like guilt of, oh, I don't want Pearl to be hurt, but it's also like, I don't want to. I don't want people to not like me. I mean, it's a pageant, and she's now done something not congenial.
1: Right. You know, I thought it was really, really shitty when Ginger was talking to kennedy about violet right in front of them and she's like well maybe Mm -hmm. she's not ready if she can't handle this how's she going to handle the rest of the hate like talking about her while she's in the room it just came Mm -hmm. off as so condescending and it was this like you know these adults uh talking about the children in the room and i know that we always talk about who's the adult in the room but sometimes the children are the adults
0: Well, this was really, like, we've also had, like, teenagers in the room, you know, Mm -hmm. and I feel like Violet and Pearl are, like, these smart teenagers in the room, and then, like, Kennedy and Ginger are these totally out-of-touch ants, you know? (laughs) And it's like, no, just go upstairs and stop yelling at everybody in the basement den. Like yeah. go upstairs, you know? Yeah. Don't have an Orangina and a vodka and leave us alone. Yes. <laughs> orangina. <laughs> yeah, an Orangina. <laughs> a ginger mingina, I don't know. In any event, I uh I feel like Yeah, this was almost like a version of adults in the room that's an in. actually it's kind of like an okay boomer in the room, you know?
1: Mm interesting to 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 think of these pageant queens as quote unquote boomers only and i'm not saying that they are but like in comparison to this younger generation. I mean, this has been a storyline they've been pushing all season, like the old school versus the new school drag. And so, of course, for it to kind of come to a head at this episode and then for them to send Kennedy home and really point out all of Kennedy's mistakes, even Ginger's mistakes, I thought was was really interesting in terms of the editing. I, I also thought it was... We, we had, it's interesting because I found myself, and I don't remember this when I watched it, but I found myself on Violet and Pearl's side when, you know, they were like, uh, that was really shitty what you said. That was really shitty what you did. And then there was this like pseudo- I don't want to use this term lightly, but it's the only term I can think of, but like the pseudo gaslighting where Ginger was like, oh no, 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 no. Like you're being too sensitive. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. why don't you like us now? Why don't you, you're saying you don't like us anymore, Violet. We're still your friends. How could you think that, you know, blah, 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 blah. When it's like, girl, what you said on the runway was like really insulting.
0: Yeah. And like you didn't, mince words or minge words like you made it very (laughs) very clear what you felt and what you said is what you said and i think the extension of that was that moment outside with pearl and ginger where ginger was almost being like i know this is like an aggressive analogy but it's like she was blocking the door being like i'm not gonna let you back in till you forgive me and Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and like i like i need to have a shot of you forgiving me i need to know that you forgive me and like pearl everything about her body language and her tone is like it's just like, dude, it's not even about forgiving you. It's just like, you know, I, the waters are dirty. I'm not going to go swimming in them again. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's right. a sense of like, I get who you are now. I'm not going to keep engaging.
1: Yeah. And Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's I th- the only thing they can do, I think. I yeah. mean, for Ginger to keep saying like, we're your sisters. We're your sisters. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works.
0: Right, like yeah, you don't just get to like that is gaslighting to say like no 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 we're sisters you can't, you you're not allowed to feel that way because we're sisters right it's I mean all of it also really looks like sounds like smells like desperation like I feel like the yes the performer underneath Ginger Minch could watch this episode and be like oh my god I was right. just like I was just a drowning woman here trying to hold on to something she like I don't think through. yeah she did not get through in this case and I, I really think that that's the other side of all this is like I can recognize how this is someone who's probably normally very reasonable right who has just gotten a little too close to the sun you know well
1: yeah she got stuck in this pageant mentality and this isn't a pageant it's actually a reality show so there are different rules, right? There's there's fans that will, you know, relate and interact with after. Uh, it's not just judges. Um, but yeah, a reality show, I say, yeah, throw all the shade, spill all the tea. But mm-hmm. when it comes to a pageant, I was just kind of like, Ginger, I don't, and Kennedy, I'm like, I don't think that's what you would do in a pageant. If somebody, you know, like, that's just not what would happen. You'd, you'd talk about yourself and, and what you would bring rather than putting down everybody else. I know that the question was like, why not everybody else? But it, it, it was kind of cold for them to just band together and be like, yeah, fuck these little young Queens. Um, it didn't come off very nicely.
0: And I think it's kind of a misinterpretation of the question. It's, why should you and not your competitors? Not, why should your competitors not win? It's, why should Mm. we choose you? Right. Like... I feel like by standing up there and saying all these things about these other queens, it's like, that's not your job, Kennedy. That's their job. That's their job to determine if this should be the next drag superstar. That's not for you to worry about. Why don't you right. worry about you? Right. And it's it seems so strange because I feel like that almost seemed like out of character for Kennedy. Not that she doesn't have like opinions on other people, but at the end of the day, this is the same queen who was like, I want to win this fairly. And I think part of that is just like, it should be on your own merits and not by like making sure you like find other ways to like shit on other people
1: that that takes away from your merits. Agreed. Yeah. it, It did seem this whole little scene did seem kind of out of character and I wonder if it was just the desperation and Mm. it's interesting because obviously next season which was filmed before this season season eight there was a top three and then after that season nine ten eleven top four this kind of yeah go ahead when you say
0: that season eight was filmed before season seven do you mean before season seven was released that's what I mean yes okay all right I see yes okay yes Um, my bad my bad Oh, no, I just wondered I wasn't sure if there was some shenanigans I wasn't aware of. Um, oh, no. Uh okay, so yeah, sure. So after sorry, as you were saying, after season eight, uh going forward they had top four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting to think about how that cutthroatness, kind of is eliminated after this slash eight. Uh because you know, Chi Chi Devane going home fourth was horrible heartbreaking
0: yeah that was it was like if they could have a top four they keep her I mean I I, one day we'll do that season again because I I feel like it could also be a similar not a similar but a case of Chi Chi you you got yourself to top four but you know the other three got there a lot more smoothly you know what I mean
1: yeah yeah maybe yeah I can see that um I want to quickly talk about um Ginger's buffoonery in this episode when she tries to correct Violet. So Violet's like, oh, well, you know, I wouldn't even join pageants. You know, I'm, you know, if, mm. I, if I was back in the 50s and 60s when pageants started and then Ginger on her fucking high horse is like, read Wikipedia once in a while. You know, part of drag is you have to know your drag history." And she's like, girl, mm. 1978. That's when pageants started, 1978. Like I was just, I was Cringing, minging for her because yeah. I'm just like, girl, the queen after the title yeah. says nineteen sixty-eight. Like pageant started in the sixties. <laughs>
0: right? I was gonna say, like, it it seemed to me like Yeah, this the seventy-eight also seems very like specific. Oh, it started in nineteen seventy-eight. Like really? <laughs> really? That was the first drag pageant. Um <laughs>
1: not that long ago doll.
0: <laughs> oh uh, yeah it wasn't
1: that long ago god yeah, it, well, yeah. <laughs> not that old <laughs> but, yeah uh well you know that's the
0: other weird thing right all this bitter old lady oh we're old oh we're old how old these queens are fucking early 30s i like,
1: know i know i know
0: no, it's i mean that's just it, it's ridiculous um uh. like i don't even know what old is anymore
1: betty white's
0: I, 98 you know
1: yeah yeah shares so White, what's 70? old
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah if betty white's 98 then 60 you still have 30 more years of your life <laughs> is that old no old,
1: <laughs> old. Um, i just think
0: vintage just age to to perfection
1: Yes. Well, Betty White, for sure. But, Betty White, um, for sure. But yeah, so, you know, that that little slip of Ginger, I was just like, okay, they Ginger is not getting a good edit if they're keeping that in. But it's also mm. like we're, the editors are kind of helping out Violet more than putting Ginger down. Because it's like, yeah, actually, Ginger was wrong. And Ginger and Kennedy are dancing too fast here. They're yelling too loud. It's obvious that they were in the wrong And I think it was interesting how the editors Were able to in Untucked uh, Where they weren't able to do that in the main show um, In yeah. Untucked Kind of show like actually This is kind of bullshit
0: I feel like The narrative here It's like we go along the whole season In general liking Ginger Minge. Like there really mm-hmm. isn't like reasons to dislike her um, She's you know A frequent narrator like she's a commentator You know and then I feel like this last episode, then it was just, it was almost like the editing, the narrative, the storyline, and obviously the material she was giving them it just turned all that on the dime. And it reminds me of season two with Tyra and where we go through so much of the season, you know, kind of disliking her. And then we're given all of these moments to kind of warm up to her. And it kind of, like, prepares you for the finale. It prepares you for Tyra winning and being like, okay, well, I don't hate her guts. And I feel like the same thing happens this season with Violet. And conversely, Ginger gets kind of knocked down a peg.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I. it's interesting because that's all the reality show side. And then when you get yeah. to the, co- the competition side... I feel like most top four episodes, most, and I have a list of the past ones, but most top four episodes, it's very subjective who goes on to the top three. And so this one is not, you know, out, out of the ordinary. Any one of them could have gone on to top three or been eliminated, however you want to look at it. And Kennedy goes home, they push Ginger through, or... Kennedy goes home, they push Pearl and Violet through. I just think that the challenge itself of this episode, like there was no way to tell, you Mm -hmm. know, who who it was. I mean, they could judge their drag on the runway, but I mean, even that's subjective in a way. Um, So yeah, they, they certainly made the choice to keep Ginger. And I wonder if Ginger was kept as either a representation of a big girl or a representation of, like, the villain, right? Was she supposed to be the villain in the top three?
0: Yeah. I mean, she certainly gets, like, a last-minute opportunity to be that. I don't think it's a full villain role. I think it's more of, like... I don't know it, it's it, there's some sort of invalidation that happens you know mm. Like I think if you kind of go through like I know you have the list but I'm thinking through the seasons of like basically the queen that gets home get, that gets eliminated by RuPaul you know and so mm. Rebecca Glasscock was obviously they were just you know gooping people all season and I think season two would be um, well, uh,
1: Ta- Tatiana goes is top four Tatiana. So Tatiana, right. Tatiana. So that was yeah. another one that was like, oh, should she go on? Should she not? Right? Right.
0: It was like Tatiana. It's like Tatiana slash Jujubee, right? If you kind of think about who goes to like the last lip sync, like who mm. I think I, it's, in this position, it's it's Tatiana. Um, but I feel like both of those, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, Tatiana, I think then when you watch the season, you kind of see her hitting her limits and jujubi once it got to the end it was like well yeah but she didn't win any challenges and Raven and Tyra won a bunch so mm. it was kind of understandable and then I think with season three there's like Yara Sofia's tragic end and then it's really about Alexis Mateo where she has equal wins to Raja and Manila Luzon but they're just not as excited by her drag you know
1: about Alexis's.
0: About Alexis's drag.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess if we're relating that to Ginger, it's like, yeah, they're just not as excited by Ginger's yeah. drag. They love her comedy. They love her personality. But in terms of pushing the the needle forward, right, I feel like that happens a lot in the winners of Drag Race, right? You have Bibi Zahara and then you have Tyra Sanchez that, you know, are kind of – they're kind of representing, you know – Pageant, tra- pageant drag, right? And then you have Raven, uh, not Raven, Raja in season three pushing the needle. And then obviously from there, the trend is is Sharon Needles. It's the needle ging- itself. Yeah, yeah the, the needle itself, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sharon Needles. Uh, and then Ginger Min- uh Sorry, uh... Uh, jinx monsoon uh you know i even even a bianca del rio it's like oh that's a pageant queen no that's not a pageant queen that's a reality mm-hmm. star yeah
0: yeah and it's like you know it's sort of like the clown queen right like this is a queen where if, if bianca was in a pageant she'd get red for filth for her makeup, right you know right. right and i you know and i think again like looking through those seasons it's like the i think of like you know latrice royale went home because she you know she was kind of circling the drain at that point yeah and And it was the bitch uh,
1: ball i mean she was was the bitch ball Mm -hmm. you know she was up against i guess chad in that last one which was very interesting yes yeah was in the bottom yeah Mm -hmm.
0: and then detox got cut from season five which was Um, you
1: know i think more reality show because it was ralaska talks and yeah and jinx and they went with the underdog there
0: but i also feel like at that point detox it, it i mean she's also said detox has said like her head wasn't in the game that season. Mm. And like it shows by that last challenge, like she really just doesn't pull it out either. Um, but it's, it's interesting there because it's both the reality show and the competition that send her home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the, the other weird one I remember, I mean, Darian Lake in season six, it was, I, yeah, it, I, it was, that was a clear top four choice for me because Courtney and a door, I mean, it, they could have swapped out a door, right?
0: well you know i really feel like darian and kennedy are very similar that if they did a top four i would understand Mm -hmm. you know uh there wasn't really like a clear necessity to cut them there wasn't a clear reason it was just like
1: well we uh, need a top three now yeah Yeah. i
0: I guess they didn't i guess she was the one they liked the least you know um but i think yeah i mean ultimately like if they were doing top fours like i would understand them keeping those queens yeah, and for chi Chichi them. obviously. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I Tatiana, Yara, Latrice, Detox, Darian, Kennedy, goddamn Davenport and Chichi Devane. It's like those are those are clear top 4s that could have been in the finale. Like there's no reason why they shouldn't have been in the finale.
0: And they've all since gone on to all-stars, right?
1: Uh except for Darian Lake.
0: Oh shit. Wow.
1: Well fuck. Yeah.
0: What what the I miss Darian Lake. I'd love to see Darian Lake back on.
1: Same. Yeah, Darian. Oh, remember that my 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 uh Fire Island Ferry story yeah. with Darian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like uh, us. she arrives after the drugs are there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's the kind of queen you get back on TV. We need these wise voices. You got to teach the children. You come after the drugs arrive.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, you know, and just kind of going forward with the season, since we're there, season nine, top four included Peppermint, right? Uh, I think she was kind of seen mm-hmm. as the fourth. Um, yeah. Top four for season 10, would you think it was Eureka or Cameron?
0: Oh, Cameron. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if they were to do a top three, I think, because Cameron lip sync three times. Yeah, and, that's right. That's right. And that's right. Eureka was a story. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and then season 11, uh, you know, you had a Brooklyn and Evie and mm-hmm. Vanjie. Right. And I, th- I feel like.
0: Oh, no, I thought Vanjie was top five. It was a Kyria, Brooklyn, um, Silky.
1: Oh, Silky. That's what I mean. That's what I yeah. mean. Vanji should have
0: been. <laughs> Vanji was kind of that like ceremonial, like, well, you got as far as you could. And, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: No, she should have been top four. She should have been in Silky's place.
0: I I mean she's a star, but uh, honest, I don't know. I not I, eventually I'll watch season eleven again, but I felt like I understood that she was hitting limits. Like it was like okay. a Tatiana situation where mm. it was like okay, I just I she's great. I just think she's hit the limit, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean I, you'd swap out Silky though. Silky was yes. underperforming. Yeah,
0: I mean Silky was a story, but yeah, certainly I'd swap out Silky.
1: Right. Uh, swap out Silky. That's such a great, uh, I don't know, um, a YouTube show. Swap out yeah, Silky. Swap out Silky,
0: yeah. It's, it's actually, it's a cooking show where she replaces unhealthy ingredients with healthy ones. <laughs> it's just swap wow, out Silky. Oh wow,
1: wow. Well, she is healthy, Colin. She is. Um, <laughs> oh, for God's sake,
0: do not start that with me, Miss Michaels. I am not gonna have that conversation
1: if you don't have an only mary's that? episode oh my god oh, she went oh my god that blew up julia what, not julia michaels is that her name julian michaels. michaels yeah G- Jillian michaels yeah with lizzo oh god yeah yeah no that blew I, up in her face
0: <laughs> i i think and you know i i maybe there was a better way to make the point she was trying. That's to. That's
1: right. That's what it is. Mary, there yeah. was a much better way. Oh God. I Jillian. Think was just Shut another up. Jillian. Way. <laughs> Jillian. Uh, anyway, the rest is um, Yeah, I just wanted to say that the rest is drags. Um, we're all born naked yeah. and the rest is drakes. Um, yeah, yeah. I, that's uh, true. I, <laughs> that's, true. that's true. I also, I also do love this RuPaul song. Uh, it's, I think the reason I love it, though, is because I hear my honorary niece, Lucy, in Chicago singing it because she knows all mm-hmm. the words.
0: Yeah, I uh, I don't hear that in my head, which would be creepy <laughs> if I did. But uh, there is a good remix of it. Uh, I feel like, no, maybe I'm thinking of a different song. No, maybe I'm thinking of this one. Um, I I think I don't love this song because it just makes me think of like those acting moments, those like. Um, I'll come back from you when I'm famous, little sister. Oh my god! Oh my god! It just it keeps tying in with that, like it keeps dovetailing with those moments, and I'm just like, ugh, Ugh. I don't, you know, or I just like, uh, yes, I picture Ginger Minge spitting out wine, you know.
1: (laughs) I uh, I picture Matthew Anderson saying, "Well, will you do it the way you're going to do it, please?" (laughs) Oh, he
0: was having none of it. It was just. (laughs) candy. That's just RuPaul's album, Born (laughs) Naked, whatever.
1: Buy it on iTunes.
0: Buy it on iTunes. (laughs) Oh, you want me to pick it up? Oh. (laughs) Did not occur to me.
1: All right, so this segues, I think, uh, fairly nicely into why this episode didn't work. And I think to a larger point, the past three episodes have been kind of fails for me. And I'm starting to see why a lot of people think of season seven as a bad season, and it's probably because there was a bad taste left in their mouths, right, as the season mm. ended. Because these past three episodes are just not strong. Hello Kitty, the rest is drags. and uh, what was the one before that that we didn't like? Uh,
0: the Prancing Queens? The prancing Queens. Yeah,
1: where it was just I mean, like, what? I think
0: a big part of it is that as the season progressed more and more of the like charming, likable queens, Mm. the people you like look forward to seeing the more and more like and and we're bringing kind of a joy to the season, even Miss Fame. Certainly, like I think Mm. Violet, Violet was, you know doing good work, but she wasn't a joy to watch. I feel like the more she opened up, the more I was just hearing like a 21 year old and no offense to 21 year olds listening, but like there were just moments. And I I should rephrase that because there's lots of really smart 21 year olds. I was hearing a very young person in the room. Yeah.
1: I mean, there was wisdom that came out of her mouth, but I think like for me, it wasn't necessarily what she was saying. It was, just like what, how she was doing with the other queens and what she was doing for a reality show, I I appreciated what she brought to the runway, and I thought that was exciting. And in terms of the yeah. competition, it's like, sure, keep her. But what Katia was doing, I didn't care what she did, as, as every pizza queen. I didn't care what she did on the runway because I fucking loved her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, with Violet, I think, to your point of like, it it was less of what she was saying and more of like I could see her like when she was talking to Tempest when Tempest came back came back for that that challenge and she mm. was like being a little overly like yeah but like look at you now i mean like isn't this incredible like now you're able to do that like that's really great and it was it was like trying too hard to be connective and it i guess it was just uncomfortable you know like it was just uncomfortable it was like can you just calm down and just Stop trying so hard. Um, Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess that's what's kind of refreshing about Pearl is that I was very aware that she knew she was trying too hard and also let the audience know that she was putting this on for the camera, if that makes sense.
0: I feel like Pearl was being very real and people were misinterpreting that as having no personality. Mm -hmm. She just wasn't having a persona.
1: Right. And then when she would kind of light up or be interested in things I felt like she was in on it with the audience of like hey you know I'm not really like this
0: right right there's a lot of winking to the camera in little ways I just I think that's what we also saw as these episodes progressed was more and more of Pearl coming out of her shell (laughs) you know and and just kind of realizing like this I don't whatever. Like I'm going to just do my drag. Like I think when she says that one point in untucked, I'm just waiting to go back on stage. I think that was a very honest statement. I think mm. she really was just like, you know what? I'm just waiting to finish this. I'm waiting to find out if I'm going home or if I'm going to be top three or what, but I'm not doing this thing with you, ginger. Right. You know,
1: Right. Right. Yeah. This idea of like, I'm going to go lip sync, you know, I'm glad I'm wearing this wig. Cause everybody's going to be looking at me. And, mm-hmm. and here we go. I'm just going to see what happens. I'm going to do my best. Yeah, she was yeah. just not, she was kind of checked out from all of that drama, especially at the end of the race, right? And I don't know. I, I, again, it's hard for me to, because so many great queens were on this season, but I'm starting to understand why you know, these last three episodes really put a, a damper on things, especially with who went home and the challenges. This challenge, I'm sorry, so yes, bring your best drag to the runway. Fine, that's you know exciting. Was I a little underwhelmed by all the looks? Yes, but yes. Uh, the 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 green screen stuff and the acting challenge, they cut that acting challenge up so much because they knew that they didn't have anything good. Mm -hmm. there was no no payoff
0: yeah there was no payoff and there was no like it was so like when i guess when you think about like the music video from like season eight like that was it was great like it was so much more of like a classic top four challenge and uh, you could see them filming things that they ended up using in the video and Mm -hmm. i felt like with this it was like, "Well, what the fuck even is this? What's RuPaul doing over here in these like prosthetics? You know, like <laughs> why is everybody why, who is this awful miserable family living in some shack? You know, like what is this? Who's AJ and the is Queen this? Mary? It's AJ and the yeah, Queen." Yeah, <laughs> apparently this is just a little pilot for AJ and the Queen.
1: Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get the, the whole thing at all I, I like that they challenged them to play different characters and such But I just didn't think it worked And it, I, They didn't add anything to the green screen That was weird to me Like, I, Oh, yeah like, What the I, I was fuck like, was, like, was is that this? for? Like, yeah. What is this? this? This choreography that's like not really choreography that we saw Oh, I'm sorry, I believe the term is choreo Oh, Choreo. I'm I can't.
0: I (laughs) cannot. I cannot, for the ever loving love of me, cannot accept the pretentiousness of when Violet says Choreo and then Ginger's like, Yeah, but like you had a problem with the choreo earlier, and it's like, Don't try, don't just say it how you would say it.
1: (laughs) Don't mirror, Aww, you know? Aww. I didn't notice that, but uh, oh, yeah, the choreo. Um, I did appreciate Candace Kane. I thought she was also very over it, along with Matthew Anderson. Like, they were oh just my like, God. what is this top four?
0: <laughs> yeah, they were so over it. I mean, yes, I have seen them both so much more engaged as guest <laughs> instructors. I think once the earrings and the hair and all that shit started, I think Candace Kane was like, "I like." how many seasons has this been? This is happening on the seventh season. This is stupid. Like the Queens from season one had their shit together more.
1: Right. Right. And again, with these, with these last challenges, what they show is them struggling with the choreo and, you know, Candace shaming them for the wig thing with Pearl and, uh, you know, forgetting the choreo. I keep saying choreo to just bother you. Um, I'm hearing it. uh, I'm doing
0: the Pearl smash in my mind.
1: the Frankenstein um oh, yeah yeah oh God uh it's actually you know what it's so iconic it's so bad that it's iconic is what I mean to say
0: yeah yeah it's it's a it is a choice I mean I love Kennedy's impression of it I think that's yes. a, that little face um yeah it's a choice I, and I like not to tangent, but I felt like, Pearl, you don't need to do this for the final lip sync. Stop doing this.
1: Yeah. It was, oh, God. They, just stand there. Yeah, she didn't know what to do. Nobody was giving them anything to do, it seemed. When, I think it was Violet who was like, I forgot to do the choreo. I'm like, wait, there was choreo? I, right. Was, I just, I, I totally, it, I totally didn't even see it. And so, again, like, they show all the queens fucking up, and then they show them all fucking up in the the acting challenge, and then we get to the final presentation, and it's so cut up, we don't see any long product it's that just I'm like real, yeah. yeah. I'm just like this is this doesn't make any sense to me. And I know that they like eventually
0: air the music video, and when they air it, none of the I know none of the act none of it's in there. I don't actually. I think maybe just some of the green screen stuff is in there, and then probably just like old footage of RuPaul that they put a filter on, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I seem to remember that as well. I guess we'll find out next week. But mm. yeah, not not a fan of this last four. I but I will say this. I'm not a fan of a lot of the last four challenges.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Like I think it's um especially the most like the more recent seasons when you know that they're all gonna go to the right. finale. It's like, well why right. are we doing this? Right. Like, I I think that when – as much as it hurts to watch someone go home, kind of like to just make it to the edge and then get sent home, I think that's kind of how you keep the stakes high. You know, I think when you think of like a season three and it comes down to like, okay, it's Alexis or Yara, like the stakes are really high. Um, And I think that's why like the moment of Latrice going home is so sad because it's the final challenge. It's Latrice going home. It's, um, you know, it's it's, –
1: it was the it, bitch that, ball. Yeah, all of
0: that. Like, the bitch ball mattered. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, they could all fuck up, but, like, in later seasons, you can all fuck up, but, like, still go to the finale.
1: Right, right, exactly. It is kind of sad. I'm going to wait for your loud alarm. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs>
0: you know. It's hard out here, you know.
1: I uh, hear ya. Yeah. Um, the
0: rough streets.
1: Yeah, I with these last four challenge or the top four challenge, I just want them to do. I I like it when they do a ball. I think that makes sense. Yeah, sure, do a ball. Have three looks, fine. Uh, do something really high stakes besides learning choreo, singing a verse. I I'm over that aspect. Yeah. I'm over yeah. that. Like, do something more individualized. Do something more about them rather than, like, putting themselves into a mold.
0: I think that's, like, especially having just four contestants. There's less people to kind of follow. There's – there's it lends itself to having a challenge that's more individualized versus these group challenges where, I mean, there's time. There's time to, to kind of – follow each one kind of developing their own act, you know? Mm. Um, And I think that that's, I don't know. Like I think when it's a group challenge like this, it's sort of like, it doesn't make sense if you're trying to figure out who to eliminate of these final few people. Why don't you just like get them each out of each other's way and just see what each of them can do, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Besides, uh, I don't know. I understand like standardizing the choreography and, you know they all have the same lines to say and whatever but i just think it's a drag competition we can change that rule it doesn't have to be that it can be mm-hmm. more of a talent show in that sense you know
0: yeah i mean obviously we don't know what's going to happen with season 12 and all stars 5 but i really hope there's a big format change i hope there's something that like i don't care what it is but just yeah, some I don't care kind what it of is like change the game yeah. yeah i could hate yeah. it and
1: i'll still like it
0: Totally, because I appreciate they're at least trying to change the game.
1: Right, right. Like, at least Snatch Game, they're trying to change. It's like, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Fine, we'll change it. Uh, And and I'm I'm all for that. I'm all for that.
0: Yeah, Uh, maybe less group challenges, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I guess that produces the most, like... The most uh, drama. So they're not yeah, going to stop doing that.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I like some of the group challenges. Like, I liked, uh, you know, Queens Behind Bars and I liked uh, the Frock Destroyers, right? Like, there's some good things. Yeah, some good
0: things come out of it. Oh, if we could get another Frock Destroyers, I Ugh. then I'll support group challenges or yeah, another model. Yeah, another lip sync challenge. Another any of those. I'll support another lip sync challenge. Oh
1: God, like an untucked lip sync challenge. Oh my god, right, we were talking about that with like the Vixen and Eureka. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Now that would be
1: Whew. Or Silky and Eevee. I want yep. Yeah.
0: What does it have to do with anything? Yeah. Oh my God.
1: Oh, God. I Yeah, I would love all of that. Oh, my God. Yeah, season nine, there could be Alexis talking to her girls. and Oh,
0: yes. Oh, my God. And I feel like, what, else, what other? Oh, season nine. I'm trying to think what other. I mean, there was like. Season eight
1: n- is the Ratchet discussion yes. uh, with Derek Barry. Like, that one would be very interesting to do. Um, and, and Naomi even, and, and Bob. Yes, and Naomi. Yeah. Exactly. Season seven. Uh, season seven has so many untucked moments.
0: Even this clip of the week, I think, having just this, like, having th- these these fights between these queens, where it's like you know, Pearl versus ginger and Kennedy losing her shit and Violet just (laughs) being like, can we just fucking stop? Like this is a great lip sync moment.
1: Oh God. Yeah. They got to bring it back. Hopefully they, hopefully they're, they're listening and they're going to take notes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I know that season 12 is in the can, but I don't see why you couldn't just scribble it in. (laughs) Just
1: move some film around. Exactly. Um, You know, maybe to end our discussion, I don't know if you want to kind of weigh in on, old school drag versus new school drag. I think we've gone kind of back and forth this season. Like mm-hmm. we we talk about how important it is to be a club queen, right? How it is important to be a host, to be a Jasmine Masters, to have the personality. And you know, being an Instagram queen isn't not valid. It's just a different economy. And so when we when it comes to RuPaul's Drag Race, I feel like it's these two paths kind of converging on a format that is geared one way or the other they can have you know look queens or they can have performance challenges and it seems like they are evolving into a more performance less design based school of thought except this season was very much about the new school so I'm wondering you know just kind of cap off your thoughts on all of this as as we go
0: I mean I think it's you know I think it it's and instead of or and I think about season 11 mm. I think about Evie Oddly and Nina West. One Nina West you would you could consider an old school or has a lot of old school qualities has certainly come up in the pageant scene can can dance to that beat you know and then you look and, at someone like
1: and Brooklyn also being a pageant queen so I'm Yeah
0: saying, okay but yeah. I'm just just choosing two like you know clear examples like okay right. nina i mean obviously brooklyn is too but like i think that there is elements of brooklyn that are more fashion forward than Nina, mm, right you know yep. and so um i feel like there's nina and then there's obviously evie who's you know so much not that and and has her own aesthetic and i think the two of them are on the same show on the same season showing up in the same challenges both of them are killing it in their own way both of them are are learning how to adapt and learning how to grow and and also do Nina kind of doing weird artsy drag in her own way and Evie doing glamour and old school traditions in her own way. And I feel like that's the magic of drag race is when everybody has a seat at the table and, and you, it doesn't matter which type of drag is better. It's just like, It's sort of that idea of like, oh, I want to see what this kind of queen does with this challenge, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think the more that that variety can get celebrated, the better. The challenge, of course, with that is the point brought up in this episode is now you have artists competing against each other. So how can you say one is better than the other until you determine a very specific set of criteria that that's supposed to be hit? You know? And I think that's where the question comes up of old school versus new school is if you look at the criteria of what wins a challenge or wins a season, what traditions more fall in line with that? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And I guess it's for me what I see at least the producers, kind of valuing is how well the queens know themselves. I think with Evie, what I loved about Evie is that it was like she was playing dress up in her mother's closet or her father's closet or, you know, parents' closet. It was just this constructivist kind of approach to Glamorous drag, and it was so well realized. And every challenge, she did that. And that's also why I think she's similar to Nina because Nina did her type of drag every single challenge. And there was, you always saw them in the challenge, right? It's like on Project Runway when they would have like blind runways. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you'd want to be able to see the designer in the clothes. And so I feel like with drag race, that's what's valued. It doesn't matter what type of drag you have. Uh, it it's really how well you're doing yours, and it is it, it, it does it does get confusing, right? With performance challenges and acting challenges and design challenges, uh, so you kind of have to be a jack of all trades, right? Or a mm-hmm. you know a, a person of all trades. Um, mm-hmm. And so I uh, and and that's when I think it gets tricky because we do see these design queens struggling in the acting challenges and vice versa, and yeah, and and that that's just when weaknesses come out. And that also helps for reality TV. It, it's also why the last chance lip sync is kind of the the baseline where it's like, okay, you you fucked up in the challenge. That's okay. Do what every drag queen already knows how to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's also been one of the conceits of drag race this whole time that it almost seems like queens forget is like the idea is that you are, you are a Jacqueline of all trades. You know what I mean? Please welcome to the stage, Jacqueline of all trades. <laughs> um, and I feel like uh, that's what RuPaul's looking for. It's like, yeah whether you're old school you're new school you're this you're that what I want to see if you can do is can you design a look that that reflects you can you act can you perform can you be a host can you be funny can you impersonate people if you can do all of this stuff you'll win that's the idea here is you have to be able to do all of it and make her fucking laugh
1: make me fucking (laughs) laugh you know I mean and that's (laughs) (laughs) That's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. And don't come no... out here in a bathing suit, a corset, or no corset, no belt. What are you doing out here in a bathing suit,
0: no corset, no corset and a belt?
1: <laughs> You're not making me laugh! Uh, <Responsibly> <laughs> uh, white shoes. <laughs> yeah, white, white shoes. White pumps, yeah. White pumps are a sign of a,
0: a true hooker. And uh, it's making me laugh! <laughs> Make me fucking laugh, fucking Evie. <laughs> Come on, Evie, make me fucking laugh. Um and that's I mean I think, yeah, make her fucking laugh. Make her fucking
1: laugh. Yeah.
0: Make everybody like, fucking laugh. Send them all home,
1: you know? Send them all home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no Nicole. This is this isn't like golf. The lowest score doesn't win.
1: That's so shady. <laughs>
0: I know. You know. <laughs> and no, I don't know where your 8 I by 10 of Shauna I'm Shauna Brooks is. <laughs> I don't
1: The lowest score <laughs> 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 oh, God. All right. All right. All right. Um, yeah. No. So, I, you know, it's interesting because this old school, new school drag, I mean, it's a debate among queens like it has to be. And pageants are still going on strong. AJ and the Queen even takes on this idea of pageants, uh, which I think is fascinating to hear from kind of RuPaul, Michael Patrick King's kind of. Idea of pageants because it 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 does come across across as just like ridiculous and pointless. Um, yeah, and you I know also what think I mean. At the
0: same time, it's like it, there is so much room for all of it. Like oh, it's oh, so, oh, totally. It's so baffling when when the debate comes up of old versus new. It's like it's both it's you do that form I do this form you know some people you know some people put pizza in the oven I put it in the toaster you know it's just a whole different way of doing it and at the end of the day it's still pizza and so as long as we're all enjoying pizza I don't really care how you cook it just don't hurt anybody and enjoy it you know and I think that's yeah go ahead because it's also like everyone is thinking about this in the framework of it being a competition.
1: Drag isn't a competition. It's this not, is a show that they've be. made a competition. Right, you know? right, right. Do what you do best. <sighs> do what you do best and then fly after the show. Every queen that gets off Drag Race talks about how it's all what you do after the show and how you spin yeah. things, right? And I feel like this. It seems like there's a lot of frustration with old school drag queens, right? A lot of the frustration lies there. And the new school drag queens are kind of like, they, they kind of scoff. And if you're an old school drag queen, let them scoff and you continue to just do what you do and, and evolve and learn to evolve. Because the new school drag queens, what they're going to lack is experience. And the knowledge and wisdom of how it is to actually perform in different types of venues besides just YouTube, besides just the Internet, right? So, or besides, you know, the, the Cosmo makeup tutorials, right? And I just feel like if you are the, the old lady brigade, right, just let, let the kids do and think whatever they want to do. I don't know why they, they feel so threatened, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like who cares? Like so what? Then do like
0: it it's just it's very strange I think and and I think you can kind of look at this beyond even just drag but anybody who has an old way of doing things and then there's people with a new way of doing things and it totally is that okay boomer thing where I think when people are very attached to a certain way of doing things when they see Another interpretation or a way that in a a way of doing it that they don't know how to do. Look at Kennedy for example. Kennedy shows her cards. I mean, I want to highlight this as well. Is that Kennedy has a a very interesting moment at the end, uh, towards the end of Untucked with Violet, and it's very Mm, unexpected to see these two where Kennedy really opens up and she's like, "I don't look in the mirror and I don't see." A fierce queen. I don't see a beautiful queen, and I think you could extend that to. I don't see a creative queen. I don't Mm -hmm. see someone who can do drag as art. I do it as a job. I do it as a thing that you as an as a uniform. Um, And I think that that's when when the world is saying that the way that Violet does drag, for example, is more valid, more interesting, or the or in some way like moving in the right direction, what that says to somebody like Kennedy or somebody in that position, who's very, very much in the old way, the traditional way of doing things is that you're less relevant. That's right. You, you don't exist as much. You're more invisible. And and it becomes more of that. I think this holding on to the old way of doing things is just because people don't want to disappear. People don't want to be told they're irrelevant and Foolish and wrong, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. right? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's happening. That's happening a lot now in across lots of boards. Right. Mm -hmm. This this Mm -hmm. old and new way of thinking and you could bring it to politics. Yeah, you can you know, you could bring it anywhere. And it's it's a hard road to navigate because there I hate to say this, but old ways of thinking and traditions will eventually disappear. We know that. Mm Because we've seen them disappear.
0: Yeah, I think it's in terms of movies. I'm pretty sure it was Steven Spielberg who said, yeah, movies that are released on Netflix shouldn't be considered nominated for Oscars because like, it's not really like a cinematic movie. It's not being released in theaters. And now this year, Netflix dominates mm. uh, in terms of Oscar nominations. And so like, things are changing. I mean, like, I think that's a perfect example, right? Like... Actually, like, using that, like, going to the movies as an example, right? Because obviously now we have Netflix. We don't have to go out. But what I think kind of would bring me out is, like, oh, the kind of dine-in movie theater, you know, where you have the comfy seats. You're not I'm, right on top of each other. I'm it's, so
1: happy you brought this up because I I have a Coco Peru type of attitude about this.
0: Well, let me just finish because I just I'm I gonna feel you, like yeah. <clears throat> what I'm saying is – I'm not, don't get too tied up in like eating in the dark, but more (laughs) like here is some old fashioned thing that has found a way to kind of like still, it's still relevant. It's Mm. changed, it's evolved, but it's a new way of doing things. And if we didn't evolve then it would probably just die off and no one would go to movie theaters. You know what I mean? Because right. like after a while you're like, well, why would I pay 17 bucks to sit in a crowded auditorium if I could like pay no money and sit on my couch?
1: Yeah, no, you're right. They, they're they're managing to kind of bring back this idea of the drive-in theater, right? Like, like theaters used to be drive-ins where yeah, you could get like a full diner menu and you know, people would come to your car and mm-hmm. take your order and bring it to you, and it's very much like that now in like an Almo Draft House or in Portland. There's Living Room Theater, and you know, I went to see Bombshell, and first of all, Megan Kelly might win the Oscar. Um, oh,
0: Charlize Theron, yeah. Megan I mean, Kelly, <laughs> Megan Kelly, yeah. Um, I mean, I know it's a shame that Renee Zellweger is going to win for Judy, but um, yeah, I I still haven't seen it, but that I I would believe that.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I would go see it. It's it's a very provocative film and makes you kind of question liberal ideas and conservative ideas. It's, it's just very interesting. But anyway... Oh, and oh my God, Margot Robbie. Holy I was just going to ask, fuck. is Margot
0: Robbie Best Supporting Holy Actress?
1: fuck! She's so good. Who is she up against? Oh, Laura Dern's going to win. Oh, Laura Dern. That's what I heard. Laura Dern is yeah. going to win. Um, yeah. But anyway, so... I. I don't know, Mary. I recently went to Living Room Theater, and I had this experience at Alamo as well. I was sitting next to a woman on my left who was eating. She ordered meatballs. Okay, so she's mm-hmm. eating just like a bowl of meatballs. Ugh. And then on my right, this gal was order. She ordered a Caesar salad, and it stunk. The gall. It. I'm. It, just, it smelled so. Bad, and I was like, "This is this does this is like sitting on an airplane when people bring all of their food from the airport, and I'm just now forced to sit in this room with no headphones, right next to you. And I know that it's roomier, but it's not that much roomier. Like you're still at least a foot away from these people.
0: It's not that much roomier, doll. <laughs> um, I have not had this problem." at all. I have not smelled other people's food. I have not heard them. Okay, I have okay. not. I just have not had that experience even at Alamo Draft House like the one in Brooklyn. Like mm-hmm. I I never had that. I, I felt like there was enough of a divide. And there's some places that are even more like you have your own little pod, you know what I mean? Like Oh, and I think unt- that, I think that's great. I think that's great. Same, it's just same. it's
1: it's just like silverware on ceramic bowls in a movie theater. It's like mm-hmm. really I, I, well,
0: I will say this. There's certain things where I'm like, how are you going to eat that in the dark? You know? <laughs> like,
1: no, I won't have the soup. No, I won't have the soup. <laughs> you know, I get my drinks. Crotch. Yeah, I get drinks. Okay, I've I've come to understand popcorn. Like I know it's loud but it's fine if everybody has it, right? I understand drinks. I understand milkshakes, right? Even like a plate of fries, right? But it's like a hot pretzel. Excuse a hot me. pretzel, sure. Hot pretzel. Absolutely with the beer cheese. Yeah. Yes. Yes, with yes. the beer cheese. But you know, I a Caesar salad, a bowl full of meatballs that yeah. I, I can smell. And it's like, you know what? I understand then that it is my decision to sit there or not. And so I really have to think about where I sit now uh when I go to when I when I go out to the movies to these like dine in experiences.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you could just sit in the bathroom. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean that's yeah, I just have not had that level of like um there's a place that i want to i haven't gone to it yet but there's a place like on the upper east side that's apparently like a like a really nice version of all this and it has like you know it it might like even a level up i think from alamo draft house and i want to see what that's like and like how much you can elevate this experience because honestly if they can really like get it right i'll go to the movies more often because it's like it's a fun night out
1: yeah, it's an idea, it's a date, you know, it's yeah, like it's something to do with a friend. Date. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be alcoholic. You can also like do it with someone you don't know that well because there's a mm-hmm. beginning time and an end time. Yeah, I I get it all. I get it all. But anyway, I I'm very um old school drag in that Yeah.
0: Sense. Sure. You just you know, you got your big hair and <laughs> down down to the floor, you know?
1: Oh God! Thanks, Trinity K. Bonet. Um, yeah. uh, big girl walking down the sturdy street. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> you, you know me. You know, you know, me. know me. Yeah, you know I'm me. I'm Jocelyn
0: and I'm the fox.
1: Yeah, I'm down with uh, all right, Mary. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know me. I'm down with all right, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> down
1: with, uh, down with, down with Mary. Oh no, that doesn't work. All right, Mary. No. Yeah. Anyway, nothing. Yeah. Nothing works. Nothing works. Nothing works. <laughs> nothing works. <laughs> Conclusion: <laughs> Nothing works. Anyway, do you have any thoughts? Uh, more thoughts on the rest of Drake's? Um, no. I, I, you know, the only thing
0: I'll say is I, I agree that the last four looks were not like, oh man, this is definitely your best drag. I could see Kennedy really like shooting for the the back row. I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. I remember really disliking Pearl's look the first go around, but watching it again, I was like. No, I kind of love this. Yeah, I'm not saying it, I it's love amazing. It yeah. But I love her. I love... I get it. I get what she's doing. Like, I get it now. And it's, yeah. it's different. And maybe it was a little ahead of its time on Drag Race, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't think I had a problem with Pearl on the show and what she was doing. I just... I remember at the time... I was less aware Of how mm. reality shows Were edited But at the time I was like Oh Pearl doesn't deserve To be here She doesn't even Want to be here She's sleepy mm. And I was like Allowing that in And I was rooting For Kennedy and Ginger And Violet I was like Oh she's a great queen But you know She's too young Like I just totally Went in on that And mm-hmm. and I was dumb Yeah
0: so. Yeah I mean I'll also say about Pearl Is that I appreciated That she Made the decision That she was not Going to tread into her own personal traumas any further than she wanted to right for reality tv and i you know that that's what they wanted you they knew there was a story in there and um i just think that, that was an interesting reminder that because we are so used to people bringing out their traumas on this show not just for ratings or for tv but just Talking about them, I think of, like, Blair St. Clair. I think of, you know, Trinity K. Bonet coming out as HIV positive. I think of Angina coming out as HIV positive. I think of, like, those moments where it's, like, okay, if you're ready to do that, you should feel free to. But if you're not ready to do that, you shouldn't feel pressured to. And I think, like, Pearl kind of preserving that for one reason or the other is that, like, it's easy to miss that in in the editing the first go around you know
1: oh yeah her ability to kind of navigate that situation I gotta say the I do love I do love that they give the Queens the opportunity to talk to their younger selves I think that's a great tradition uh, and you know one that's very powerful for queer television um, and the way Pearl handled it I mean it was heartbreaking and it was also really beautiful to watch mm-hmm
0: yeah yeah, it's uh I mean people have always said, Oh, there's, you know, RuPaul's just like hungry for the hungry for the blood, sweat and tears of, of Pearl's tragedy. But um I mean I don't see it as RuPaul doing that. I just see it as like as like a reminder that like don't that, that you have to be careful about it. That you can't mm-hmm. just kinda like you know, not decide like, oh well right? this is the moment. This is where I have to like dig my thumb into that wound because that's what my character is supposed to do. And you know, especially on like national television, it's like that's a the, the vulnerability hangover of that is pretty massive, you know?
1: Oh, God, that's a the vulnerability hangover of reality television is yeah. a, a thesis waiting to happen. Um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to point out kind of the tragic scene between Pearl and RuPaul over the Tic Tac smoothie, um, mm. because we know how this turns out.
0: Oh, because is this is this when the whole like, you know, if that, if the camera's not rolling moment happens?
1: No, I think that happened earlier in the season, but uh-huh. I'm just saying like this kind of congenial rapport between RuPaul and Pearl that we're oh, watching sure. and then we know like, ooh, this does there's, not turn out well later.
0: There's not a lot of love between these two. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I you know, I I think that That'll be interesting to keep watching is when, you know, I I think I saw whenever it was like Willem had some tweet like tagging RuPaul and calling out how season 12 um, didn't have any trans performers. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's right.
0: Yeah. and, And I'm not commenting on whether or not Willem should have done that or not. I don't I think that's a that's a rabbit hole. But I think just the mere kind of like. um I don't know just rebelling from the house of rupaul from from the from the family you know becoming the black mm-hmm. sheep of the family mm-hmm. uh and as the seasons go on the more and more queens who who will or have kind of come out with that, with basically saying like yeah i i appreciate what rupaul's done for me but i i don't i don't want to serve that name anymore you know mm.
1: Yeah. It's interesting to see who made cameos on AJ and the queen. I thought was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and who wasn't there even though that probably doesn't mean anything, but you know, it's fun to think about, but with Pearl, yeah, I, she's burned a bridge. And what's Mm -hmm. interesting is during this interview and on the episode, it was all about like, well, I can do anything now and I'm ready. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big star and it's like, well, Pearl, you have a, 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 a great career and a great platform. I wonder if you shot too soon or you, you didn't do enough after, you know, it's, it's just interesting to see what happened to Pearl after uh, all yeah. of this. Did she go yeah. back into her shell? Was her kind of rebelling against RuPaul a way for her to come back out? You know, cause I'm not saying that what she felt is valid. Obviously I have feelings on it, but like, Whatever she feels, like, if she felt in that moment that that was weird and uncomfortable and not valid, like, okay, sure. Now what?
0: Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Because that's right. That's a that's a way to become, it's the other side of it, right? A way to kind of get a moment of relevance is to say something shady about RuPaul. Like, that gets mm-hmm. people's attention um, yeah. because it's still sort of taboo. Um, sort of related, but, I mean, because I've still only seen the first episode of AJ and the Queen. I'm taking my time. Uh, I'm assuming Willem does not show up in the show.
1: Willem does not show up in the show.
0: No. Yeah, which is like kind of glaring. It's like they're having all these drag race queens, but the one who's like the queen that's been on TV, not on the show.
1: Right. I mean, and um, it's not to say that Pearl doesn't have a huge career. Uh, she is a, still a very popular thought of queen. Like she's still doing a lot when it comes to makeup um, and, you know, her YouTube channel is pretty popular. Uh, she's very funny, very charming. Uh, you know, and she's finding her niche, right? We think about Miss Fame, and she's really figured out what her niche is. And uh, it's not Jasmine Masters. It's not Bob the Drag Queen. It's, you know, it's not Katya and Trixie. It's very different. And I, I respect that a lot, That they're that they actually are resisting the idea that you need to have a million, two million fans to please everybody. And you're like, no, I'm going to have like a million loyal followers, you know, or I'm going to have 50,000 very loyal followers that get what I'm doing because that's enough. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that idea of like what happens to Queens after the show again, especially as the show gets more popular you know, earlier seasons, it's kind of like, because there's less of them, there's more to kind of keep track of, or more opportunities to pop, and now, I mean, I, even of recent seasons, like, I I literally forget about Queens. I, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about her, and we have a podcast where we talk about the show every week, and I forget about mm. Queens, so I think that there is kind of like having that active decision about what your career after the show is, but I would imagine some of it is not up to the queen. It's just how the, the cards fall. I think, you know, uh, how people receive them, their opportunities, how, you know, opportunities to book, who's, call, who's reaching out to them, who wants them to come to their club, you know? And I think that it's like the second pageant. It's this quiet second pageant mm. of, like, you know, how do people receive you afterwards? And, like, how do you stay in people's memories? Because – Especially with the seasons coming clip, you know, coming at a quick clip, it's like, I don't know. Like I, to be totally honest, it's like, oh yeah, Evie Oddly, I forgot about her. She she is a big deal, but you know, your attention gets very quickly pulled away to something else.
1: You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, it's amazing to see what how fans and how queens react to the saturation. Hmm.
0: yeah i mean i think it's uh i think that's all the more reason for someone like a miss fame or pearl or katya or whatever to just figure out what they individually want to do because going down the same familiar path of releasing an autotune song Ugh, you know like yeah, yeah. doing kind of the same things everyone else does it's just not it's not even it's like it's like if you do it people are less like it's just like oh god another drag queen song you know right. um and so i think it's all the more reason to forge new paths because the market is very saturated
1: yeah, I mean, do, you know, the drag tour, the official drag race tour, and with Michelle and all that. And, you know, go meet people, go forge connections with clubs and things like that. Like, I think that's what you got to do. And then, you know, you plan your merch. And I'm sure that there are like business consultants. That they hook these queens up with. Like, you know, they're not reinventing the wheel, but in some ways now, because of the oversaturation, they need to start reinventing the wheel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I would be surprised if anybody is con- connecting anybody with a consultant or a therapist afterwards. Mm. I think that's still a revolution that is not going to come, or, you know, in terms of reality TV and like post care, you know?
1: Mm, Post care. I love that. Uh, Post care. I want post care. Post care. (laughs) After care. Yeah. Uh, Well, anyway, Mary, um, I'm ready for the reunion. I'm ready to end season seven.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I I really was enjoying it. And, and then yeah, I kind of stopped enjoying it and then I was like, oh God, can we just finish this already?
1: Yeah so, I mean it's not not a knock against the Queens again it's no it's really just kind of what happened to them um, yeah and, and less that yeah and again I loved Miss Fame. Um, I'm glad that we revisited season seven because I have a huge appreciation for Pearl. Um, yeah I think that was kind of important for me to kind of come around on. Um, yeah. I think she's funny um, so.
0: I agree. Yeah, I feel like I have a I I've resolved uh, an incorrect prejudice against Pearl.
1: Yeah, that I think was put into our brains, right? Yes, it became just like it became cool to not like Pearl. Yeah, right, right. Like it's it's cool to not like season 7. <laughs>
0: right, right, exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah, or the new uh, Star Wars movie which I loved. So
0: Oh, yeah, that's it's not my drag, but I, I did hear I kept seeing on Reddit like, oh, it's not doing as well as before, but it's making, you know, three hundred and seventy five million dollars. I was like, guys,
1: I think it's OK. <laughs> I think that whole franchise is going to be OK.
0: Yeah, I just think it's going to stay afloat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, Mary's, if you have any thoughts on season seven thus far, this episode, this untucked, you can reach out to us on all, at All Right Mary on Twitter, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or www.tasteofreality.com/All Right Mary. You can also email us at All Right podcast at gmail.com. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny also or twitter at johnny also one
0: and of course you can find more of me on my podcast in the details a celebration of nuance i just released my second annual nuances episode my award show so uh that's a fun one and you can also find me on best supporting podcast talking about best supporting actresses with nick kachanov oh okay. and oh right. okay all right <laughs> uh you know he doesn't do that at all. I think on this podcast, I don't think he's at once given me an oh okay, all right.
1: Because that's like a that's like a an Amanda joke.
0: Oh, that's like a oh oh okay. That's like a he and Amanda thing. I think um, so. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, All right. Oh, right? Oh, okay. Well, well, I won't have it. Um, <laughs> uh, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, and you can find more of both of us including a bonus episode every single week
1: at patreon.com backslash all right Mary. I love it. And I love you for that. We have a last chance lip sync this week that we thought we were like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And this one just popped into my head. I know that Queens have probably done this, but it's worth, it's worth the connection. This is Billie Eilish, bad guy. And I was shocked. Colin, you didn't know that this was the Billie Eilish bad guy song
0: No I had just I had recognized that little beat And I was like oh And I knew the name Billie Eilish But I did not put the two and two together um, But I think certainly If we're talking all about new queens And people doing it differently And people blazing trails at a young age I think it's appropriate that Billie Eilish Is our last chance love sync this week
1: Duh <laughs> Yeah <laughs> oh uh, that's the best part of the song it's the best part yeah. of the song when she goes I, duh and then it goes doo, 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 doo. you know it's oh it's so good it's just so is good that, and so is good. that
0: little is that doodly thing a sample it seems like something i've heard before or is um, she like is that original i think that's,
1: I think that's hers yeah let's you right. know actually it's worth looking be eilish bad guy uh riff uh sample let's see yeah um, oh, so many people are gonna are gonna tell us all about it. I know
0: but like it's worth asking. It's a very it, it just sounds very familiar
1: You know, I think I think it's Yeah, I think it's just the it's a pearly sounding Uh is what wikipedia is saying a pearly sounding synthesizer riff Um, it's just this hook that hooked people um, and I think it's hers so. All right. Well,
0: Mary's. If we are wrong, then uh, we've just got some eyelashes in our eyes, and we're not seeing the truth. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Colin, you, the lyrics, I'm the lyrics are right up your alley. Uh, about fucking
0: dads, right?
1: Yeah, it's about fucking dads. I mean, dads. It's, a, it's basically about being, you know. So she, the lyrics are. Um, uh, so, you're a tough guy, like it really rough guy, just can't get enough guy, chest always so puffed guy. I'm that bad type. Make your mama sad type. Make your girlfriend mad type. Might seduce your dad type. I'm the bad guy. Duh.
0: Mm. Yeah. 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 Hanging yeah. out with moms and fucking dads. That sounds good to me.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, one of the lines is, she'll pity the men I know. It's like, oh, girl. Oof. She's 17. Also, by the way, she's 17. Yeah. Um, Oh, oh, God.
0: uh, Roll the tape. I feel uncomfortable.
1: Paging Janice Ian. you know. Yeah. Oh,
0: God. Yeah. I learned a terrible (laughs) truth at 34 about a kid who's 17.
1: Oh, you're 34. You're such a baby.
0: I'm going to be 35 in two weeks.
1: <laughs> you're such a baby. Don't you hate it when, like, 40-year-olds say that to you? Oh, you're oh, such yeah. a baby. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I'm just like, go rot.
1: <laughs> go, go rot. uh, go rot. Go rot. Let's replace OK Boomer to go rot.
0: <laughs> go rot. Uh, yeah, go rot.
1: Go rot. All right, Marys, well... That's all we got for you. This is Bad Guy, and we will see you next time. So, yeah.
0: So, you're a tough guy, like you really rough guy. Just can't get enough guy, just always so puff guy. I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, my seduce your dad type. I'm the bad guy. Duh.